Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Chris Lafoy. Chris is the operations manager for BBB Serving Western Ontario and has stepped in for Monica Braz, who is away today. Well, we're all spending more time at home these days, so it isn't surprising that we're paying a little more attention to our surroundings. So this morning, we're going to talk about landscapes and trees. And our first guest is Calvin McCollum, owner of CLC Tree Services. Good to have you here, Calvin. Yeah, thanks for having me. So it's uh, been a very dry week. Um, are trees vulnerable to dry, hot weather, or do they have reserves? Uh, typically in a, a natural environment, they do have some reserves. Um, if you think about trees in a forest, they only get rain when they only get water when it rains. Um, but when we have landscape trees or trees planted in our yards, especially a lot of London yards are... Uh, are mostly hard hard clay, um, which overwatering can quite often kill them. But during drought seasons, every three days to give a, a tree a drink of water is a good thing. Um, also mulch all your trees, get mulch around them so that that can retain some moisture and maintain uh, soil temperatures. Um, but a big thing is spend $10 and get a moisture meter. It's a small probe you stick in the ground and it tells you if you're overwatering or underwatering and uh, takes the guessing game out of it. The, the gypsy moth caterpillar is uh, posing a problem in some areas. How big of a problem is it here? Uh, Delaware, Mount Bridges, it's, it's awful. Um, some areas in London, it's, it's really bad too. Uh, the gypsy moth kind of has a seven-year life cycle where their population will grow and at a certain point a virus will come into play and kill off the population of caterpillars and then it'll take you know five to seven years to, to regrow up to a point where it is actually defoliating trees. Um, it typically mostly likes oaks and beaches. It will eat the odd other tree just to find its way to a better host. Um, but right now we're seeing the moths are actually, the caterpillars are, are not doing as much defoliation. The issue is, is the moths are laying eggs. So the population next year, if it is a, if it is the peak next year and people experience a tree that's been fully defoliated for two years, the tree possibly is not going to make it um so you have to look into some things to uh to kind of try and manage it in your neighborhood so what are some of the things you could do um the easiest thing for homeowners is burlap wraps and uh, a pesticide called btk which is not a registered pesticide so any homeowner can use it um we use it commercially and we use it for clients but the uh, the amount of times you have to apply it means that the cost kind of climbs up quite high when you can acquire it yourself um ontario grower supply on adelaide street they're great to work with they have btk in stock and uh you know your average person can maintain their tree for hundred dollars a year um, but if you're hiring a company it's going to cost you quite a bit more is the emerald ash borer still a problem yes but it's pretty exciting right now we're thinking that the wave has kind of moved through our area um, it's obviously still around and especially in denser um, ash groves and areas um, but we are seeing second growth so new trees coming up new ash trees that you know hopefully are going to replace the ones that we've lost um, but yes, the, the bug is still around. We are moving into a monitoring system where we, we hang pheromone traps and try and find out is, if the beetle's actually around. So you don't have to, uh, if it's not around, you don't have to inject and, and the cost of injection is, is not a fun price to swallow. Should we be trimming and pruning our trees uh, at this time of year or, or should we just let them grow as they will? I would, uh, the odd bit of trimming right now isn't the worst thing. Um, oaks should be left till cooler seasons for a couple reasons. 
Um, there's a fungus that's present in Michigan that is killing off most of their oak trees and it hasn't moved into Ontario yet, but Ontario is on guard for it because when it happens, it's, it's going to be uh, detrimental to the oak population in Ontario. So um, trimming wise, if you're doing lots of trimming, it is better to wait till you know, fall, winter, spring. Uh, a lot of good arborist companies still work through the winter and it's a great time to trim a lot of trees. Um, but uh, typically you try and stay out of trimming in, in drought seasons. So let's say a tree does have to be removed. Is there normally any uh, collateral property damage that goes with that? Uh, yes and no, depending on how much you want to spend to get the tree on the ground. If you have an immaculate yard and you have a name tag for every blade of grass in your yard and you want us to bring the tree down very gently, it is going to cost you quite a bit more. Um, and some people don't really care what happens to their grass and, you know, Typically, when we're cutting a tree down, we're not dropping pillows out of the tree. So there is going to be the odd dent in the grass, but uh, things can be roped down. Things can be managed. We can, you know, stay away from any type of property damage. It's just a matter of time and material, and uh, that's generally where your cost comes from. Calvin, what are some of the important things we should know about a company that we're hiring to do such a thing? I personally like to shop local. Um, so I look for local companies that uh, have good reviews and, and have a you know, a record of, of helping our community. Um, you want to know that they have insurance for sure. Um, reviews are a big thing. Google reviews uh, talk about what happens in the event of damage or access. Access is huge. Um, if you have 20 feet between your house and the fence and you narrow yourself down to a 36 inch gate, everything you want to do in your backyard is going to be more expensive. So I often educate people, you know, full swing gates or bigger access will make the job easier and therefore cheaper. Uh, and then at this point in, uh, in arbor culture, I would strongly recommend that you look for a certified arborist. Um, if somebody knows what they're doing with trees, it is not the hardest thing to acquire a certification. Um, so International Society of Arbor Culture, find out what their arborist number is, um, and that will at least tell you that the people know what they're doing with the trees and they're not just kind of grabbing a chainsaw and hoping for the best. If we think a tree is in trouble, is there a cost to having uh, the tree assessed? Uh, typically, no, but in the same sense, uh, our quoters and myself can spend a lot of time in a day just educating people. And uh, if you're starting to see signs and symptoms of issues, um, it's very hard to correct it and it can be expensive. Uh, but generally, when we're giving quotes, um, we're not really there to sell anything. We're there to give you the knowledge to make your own decision, and we will typically do whatever you want us to do unless it's against arboricultural practices. What's the best way to get a hold of CLC? Uh, email, phone, uh, info at clctreeservices.com, um, 519-685-0257. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a good social media presence. Um, there's lots of ways to follow us. So just uh, Google CLC Tree Services, and uh, I'm sure you'll be impressed with what you find. Calvin, thanks very much for your time here this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Calvin McCollum, owner of CLC Tree Services. CLC Tree Services is accredited with the BBB with an A-plus rating. CLC Tree Services received the BBB Business Integrity Award in 2010. And we'll be back in a moment to learn how the grass can be greener on your side of the fence. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Chris Lavoie, who is Operations Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, the old saying is, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. The inference, of course, is that we don't always see how good we have it. 
Well, this morning, we take that adage literally as we investigate how to produce that greener grass. To bring us some of that information, we welcome Brian Partridge of Partridge Landscaping Limited. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. So before we get to that green grass we all want, are there trends in landscaping that change from decade to decade? And if so, what's popular today? Yeah, I would say yes, every year and even decade, things change drastically. Right now, I think it's more the minimum, minimalist contemporary look, more stonework. Uh, you know, people are going for the artificial turfs more than ever, and then very clean, simple plantings opposed to uh, opposed to a crowded, full floral garden. Okay, so we, we understand that home sales in London are as brisk as ever, uh, despite the COVID-19 encumbrances. When a house is sold, we hear about staging the interior to give the best impression. Uh, do you ever get calls to stage the exterior or landscape before sale? We, we commonly do. I wouldn't say it happens as often as I would expect. I think sometimes it gets overlooked, but definitely on the homes we've done for a few different agents and people getting stuff ready to sell, I feel it makes a huge difference, the cur curb appeal. appeal. And it's not like you have to spend thousands of dollars. You can you can honestly just do a quick makeover and, and get a get a big impact fairly quickly uh, to get a place ready to move. What would where would we start if we were going to consider a landscape makeover, whether we're selling or not, uh, Brian? Uh, your best bet is to always start with a with a solid plan. So I always say, you know, find someone who you can work really well with to either do a design or or a design build company. There's there's both. Like we are a design build company, but there's also design companies out there. So you definitely always want to start with a solid plan. Um, because I mean, we go into places all the time and people have ideas, which is great, but you, you really want to get something down on paper uh, before you, you know, go to spend the big dollars on your yard. So what is, uh, I mean, in your opinion, what are the biggest challenges homeowners face in maintaining their lawn? I would say probably the biggest issue with maintaining a lawn would be, uh, would be proper care. So the biggest issue we face would be weeds you know with all the laws and stuff preventing uh, herbicide use and and restricting what we can do i would say that uh, that's the biggest issue and then the second biggest issue would be you know irrigating so a lot of people don't understand that if you wait till your lawn goes brown to start watering it's usually too late and it'll remain dormant for the majority of that season um so that would be sort of the biggest things would be uh weeds weed control which is a you know, there's different products out there, but it's something you have to stick with. It's not like back 10 years ago when you, or 12 years ago, actually, when you would spray it once and everything's gone, you sort of have to, it's, it's a program you have to stick with year over year to keep those weeds down. What are some of the things you do to keep the weeds down? Is that something a homeowner can manage on their own or uh, is it going to be a lot better to have a professional uh, come around and, and do it on a regular basis? It all depends how you want to, um, you know, how much you want to spend. And, and if you're an ambitious gardener, there's no reason you can't go out and do it. Uh, there's products like Weed Be Gone sold at, uh, you know, all your retail stores that you can use. Uh, usually just for consistency of mix and consistency of uh, time spacing between sprays, it's best to have a service take care of it. Our sort of program for weed management starts right early in the spring. We do a proper spring cleanup and then we slit seed and then we aerate um, and then we keep consistent mowing because if you let the grass grow like crazy and then hack it down, that really 
it thins the lawn and then once the lawn gets thin the weeds get in then we do two applications of fertilizer three applications of weed control um so you, you kind of pair it all and then usually a fall slit seed so you pair it all to make a package and that's what keeps the grass looking good all year so more than that how is price determined for a lawn maintenance program uh, it's all per square foot so there'll be like a, a minimum uh, a minimum cost and then there's the per square foot price usually so like I mean your your average lawn you're looking you know in around the five seven hundred dollar range for just your weed control fertilizer and slit seeding uh, for you know your average new home 50 foot lot all right, so what would be some questions that we should ask a landscape uh, or a lawn maintenance company before hiring them? Uh, you want to make sure the, the biggest thing I would say is that they're insured. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of liability that could fall on homeowners. Uh, I would ask if they, you know, what education they have. Do they, you know, have a horticultural diploma? Do they have a apprenticeship diploma? Have they been to school for landscape design? Um, you want to sort of know the, the background of that company, uh, how many years they've been in business. I uh, always recommend asking for reviews uh, or, or referrals from customers. Um, and then, you know, stuff like, are they a member of the Better Business Bureau? Because that's something important that uh, it just gives them that, that sort of security that they know they're dealing with a professional. Um, and then Landscape Ontario, we have a phenomenal, uh, Horticultural Trades Association here in Ontario called Landscape Ontario and most I'm not going to say all reputable businesses because I'm not going to you know there, there's lots of reputable businesses who aren't members but I would say a good portion of uh, reputable businesses here in town are members of Landscape Ontario and then you just want to make sure like I say that you, you get a good feel get a good plan and get a good solid written contract. If you could just talk a little bit about some of the services that Partridge Landscaping provides Brian. We have a, a very wide range of services. So we have a full uh, maintenance team uh, and we, so on our maintenance side, we do everything from garden beds, hedge trimming, lawn care, lawn cutting, uh, garden maintenance, mulching. And then we have a landscape construction division, which is what I actually run on the day-to-day -day basis. And we do everything, outdoor kitchens, patios, fences, decks, pergolas, uh, we do full planting plans, plantings themselves, and uh, yeah, so we, we pretty much cover a very wide range of different landscape services. All right, so what's, what is the best way to contact Partridge Landscaping? Uh, we, the best bet is just either give us a call or email. We have uh, our phone number is 519-204-2657, and uh, our email is available on our website, uh, partridgelandscaping.com. Well, Brian, we appreciate your time uh, here this morning. We know that uh, this is a busy time of year for anybody in landscaping. Thanks very it much sure for joining is. us. Yeah. Thank you uh, very much for the opportunity. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Brian Partridge of Partridge Landscaping Limited, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under Landscape Contractors, Lawn Maintenance, or Landscape Maintenance, and you'll find them. And we'll talk about that BBB directory and how to use it when we return. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Chris Lavoie, Operations Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, this morning we've talked to two businesses that you'll find through the BBB directory. 
So, Chris, let's talk a bit about the BBB directory and how consumers can use it. So, yeah, I mean, there are a number of directories out there. Um, but what sets the BBB directory apart is that it lists businesses that are BBB accredited and that adhere to BBB standards. So let's describe what you find if you go to BBB.org. Of course. So BBB is a large organization. We have offices all across North America, but we have one website. So all you need to do is just go to BBB.org. Now, depending on your settings, uh, the website should know where you're located. However, sometimes you, know, you might have to allow the site to know where your location is or enter your location manually. So we could sit here and we could navigate the page and describe all the clicks and everything else that we're doing, but... That'd be a little bit like trying to verbally explain how to tie your shoe while you're walking. But what can we find out about a business if we do go to the BBB directory, Chris? Yeah, the website, it allows you to search for both BBB accredited businesses and businesses that are not BBB accredited. So you can search by business name, you can search by business category. If you are searching by category, you'll be given an option to search only for BBB accredited businesses. Regardless of how you search, you can easily see if a business is a BBB accredited business by looking for the BBB seal beside the company's listing. And if that seal is there, what, what does that indicate? So, I mean, you could read the full set of standards on our website, but I mean, I will quickly run through what a BBB accredited business has committed to. So ultimately, they've agreed to build trust. So it's establish, maintain a positive track record in the marketplace. They've agreed to advertise honestly, use legal and ethical advertising in, in their selling practices, as well as to tell the truth. Um, that's honestly represent the products and services, including clear and prominent disclosures of all material terms, as well as be transparent. What do we mean when we see we when we say be transparent? Yeah, so it, it means that a business needs to openly identify the nature, the location, and the ownership of their business. Uh, also, though, uh, a business needs to clearly and prominently disclose all facts that are going to bear on a, a customer's decision to purchase. Um, so that's going to include things like, you know, a return or refund policy, um, any recurring commitments like automatic renewals or payments, um, you know, the total cost of a transaction, including taxes, shipping, and any other charges prior to completion of the transaction, as well as any, you know, known delays or stock shortages, things of that nature. So when a business follows through on all of that, it's pretty easy to see why we say, start with trust. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the first half of the standards. Um, so, you know, as we continue, we still have, you know, honor promises. So BBB accredited businesses agree to fulfill all contracts, commitments, representations, basically do what you say you're going to do. Um, and then as well, there's be responsive, address any disputes quickly and in good faith. So is there a list of requirements uh, about that response? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they have to be professional. They have to at least address the issues raised by the complainant. Also, if necessary, um, they would need to explain why any relief sought by the complainant cannot or should not be granted. Um, so as we continue, you know, we, we have other more standards still. I mean, we have safeguard privacy, um, which is very important nowadays. Businesses are required to respect the preferences of their customers regarding the use of the customer's information. They should only collect information that is necessary, um, and they should disclose what they're going to do with that information and obviously make sure that they protect their information from any unauthorized use. And then the last standard is embody integrity, which is approach all dealings, transactions, and commitments with integrity, good faith, and do what is reasonably expected. 
So some pretty high standards. Anything else we should know about the directory, Chris? Sure. If you click on a company, you can view their BBB business profile, which um, you know, is going to provide you with a lot of information, including uh, complaints, customer reviews. You can also click on a request, uh, the request a quote, which uh, will allow you to request a quote on any work you want done uh, or any products that you would like to purchase. So as we say at the end of the program, head over to BBB.org before you head out to shop. And Chris, we have to head out. That's all the time we have for Ask BBB this time around. If you have a story about a business that has gone above beyond during this unusual time, send us an email or you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you are interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, call us or go online at BBB.org slash Western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest networks in North America. Chris, thanks very much for stepping in for Monica Braz this morning on Ask BBB. Not a problem. And thank you for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Chris Lavoie. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.